She is an entrepreneur, a former NASA rocket scientist. She is flying high and plans to fly even higher. We're talking about Aisha Bow. Welcome back to Textination. I'm Fred Fishkin. Aisha, very happy to see you again, and congratulations on all of the continuing success. Thank you, Fred. It is great to be back with you. I always love talking to you. Thank you. And you'll be the first African-American woman to fly with Blue Origin. We're getting to the lead here first. Uh, so tell, tell us about that, where things stand. I know things have been, no pun intended, a little up in the air with the things that Blue Origin have been doing. But give us the overview. Yeah, it's really exciting. And the history of space, there have been five African-American women who have flown to space, four of whom were NASA astronauts. One was Dr. Proctor with SpaceX. And now as part of our upcoming mission, I will become the first to fly with Blue. And for me, this is not just about African-American women. It's about women. You guys got to stay tuned. The whole mission is really, really cool. There'll be a total of six of us that will fly. And I'm really looking forward to all of the advocacy work we're going to do, bringing awareness to women, to science, to technology, and the joys of being in the STEM fields. Is there much training that uh, preparation that you have to go through for, for this kind of flight? So they do have a mandatory training that occurs down in Texas for Blue Origin. So they have an astronaut village and you can go there as a invited astronaut and go through all of the training. I sorry, I don't want to give the impression that you could just like stop in and pop in that that that's not allowed. But they themselves have a training program that is specific to the vehicle. In addition to that, if one chooses, they can embark upon other types of experiences that can help you feel more comfortable when you do fly. And that is my plan. And so I've got this amazing year ahead where I'm looking to experience microgravity through a flight that simulates that. I'm looking to experience high G-forces through a flight that simulates that. And I want to be able to do all sorts of things like meeting analog astronauts, meeting NASA astronauts, meeting astronauts that have flown for other commercial missions to really kind of round out what I may hope to experience along the way and potentially do some science. That's uh, really, really exciting. So you're a great inspiration, nothing new for you. Uh, breaking stereotypes and glass ceilings have been really the fabric of your story. Tell our audience a little bit more about that if they haven't read about you or, or seen you on here before. I really like to consider myself the accidental engineer, the accidental entrepreneur, and definitely the accidental astronaut. I started life as like a 2.3 high school student. I didn't apply to college because I didn't think I was going to get in. And I ended up kind of stumbling into a love of math and science in community college. And more importantly than that, I realized that for the first time in my life, I had control over how I thought about myself and how I thought about myself allowed me to shape how I interacted with the world. And it allowed me to create goals, which are just dreams with deadlines. And from there, I started to say, okay, well, if I can be good at math, which was something I never thought I could do. And if I can take that and apply that to 
a field like aerospace that I never thought that I could be in. What else can I do? And so for me, it's really been a journey of how do I expand my boundaries? How do I surprise myself every time? I surprise myself with a job at NASA. I surprise myself as a entrepreneur of a company that I've owned now for a decade and has been on the Inc. 5000 list of fastest growing companies in America twice. And now I'm pushing my own boundaries and the boundaries of what's previously been possible with this upcoming flight for Blue Origin. Terrific. So you've had uh, two companies. You have two companies, uh, Stemboard, right? And then yeah. and then and Lingo, Lingo, which is, uh, we've talked about it before, the coding kit for, for young people. What's What's the latest there? I'm so excited to share with you that we're getting ready to launch a new version of our Lingo site that includes an at-home subscription. Since we've launched Lingo, we have over 5,000 users and even more people have enrolled in our accounts online. We support universities, we support middle schools, we support high schools, and we've been purchased in 10 countries. And Fred, I remember speaking to you and you saying to me, Aisha, one day we're going to have this conversation a few years from now, and you're going to tell me about all the amazing growth that has happened in Lingo. And you were right. It continues to amaze me how many people resonate with the content. And I think the reason for this is I went about designing what I didn't have when I was younger, the thing that I wish I could have played with that may have got me more interested not so much in engineering, but just in technology, because you don't have to be an engineer to be an entrepreneur. You don't have to be an engineer to be in technology. 80% of all fields in the future will require some STEM expertise, and you can get that with Lingo. So tell me how the, this is going to work. There are different areas of, of science that, that kids learn through the kits? Yeah, so we start off with an introductory lesson no prior experience necessary, and it's called In the Driver's Seat. And our focus is to have students build through a series of lessons, things that they've already interacted with, but they may not yet know how they work. And so we provide example code, we give you a hardware kit, we challenge you to put it together, and we have all the instruction online. And that instruction ties to detailed color-coded booklets, and we also provide support. And so we're really riding along the journey with the learner as they start by building their confidence and their exposure to what it takes to be in a STEM field. Just terrific. You know, when it comes to uh, young people, parents often wonder which buttons to push, you know, how much screen time is too much, social media, games. What's your message to, to parents and, and young people, I guess, as well? about the, what they should be spending their time on? I really like anything that pushes you to build with your hands and build confidence in your ability to think critically about the world around you. I'll be the first to say that I actually grew up with limited exposure to TV. I think part of that was me just wanting to, I was a kid that wanted to read and I spent a lot of time on the road playing sports. I was a, I was a gymnast. And so we were traveling, we were training, we were doing a lot. But one of the things that I always liked to do was build with my hands, but I didn't connect how building things and connecting things or even asking critical questions applied to a job. 
So with lingo, what I love about it is for me, I think that in the future, we're going to find that people will be able to go online and learn the skills that they need to be successful in the things that interest them. So I approve of these courses that are online and these people who are leading YouTube videos. Fred, I learned a lot on YouTube. I learned half the stuff that I do in my home. I learned how to double stuff a duvet on YouTube and it looks fantastic. You know, how to make pancakes that look like Rudolph. I get a lot of information from YouTube that I would not have gotten in school. But where I'm going with this is I think that the future is a combination of online and hands-on learning and building the confidence to apply that to whatever problem really sparks someone's imagination and curiosity. It's amazing what you can do. I, I fixed a, I fixed our oven by going on YouTube, and <laughs> finding the solution, ordering the part online. So it's there the next day and saved. I don't know how much money, but it's more than that. You get the satisfaction, right? So yeah. I, what, I are your, what are your thoughts about AI? And even though it's in your name, so what what are your hopes or or or, or concerns about our artificial intelligence? Um, I feel like I cannot answer this question without dropping a hidden figures reference. So, did you see that movie? Of course. Okay. And do you know the part where the ladies learn about the computers, and they decide that they're going to learn how to operate the computers, and they were invaluable before, but they became even more invaluable after. I feel like we're living that because AI will in many ways accelerate a lot of what is happening in the world around us. That said, oftentimes an algorithm is only as good as the smartest person in the room that helped to create it. And so there's a lot of opportunity for people to get involved to shape the future of AI as well as the application of the technology and those positions, which most people have not yet had the knowledge, you know, to, to get involved because there are just now new programs and new courses and training will allow those individuals to have very successful careers. Now, that may mean that there are other roles that shift, but I believe that AI is going to create more jobs than it replaces. And it is a terribly exciting time and I'll admit, I talk to ChatGPT almost every day because I'm trying to figure out how to create better prompts. I'm asking it questions and I use it for research. I really want to be able to tap into all the knowledge that it has access to, to be able to help solve questions and even fill gaps where maybe I don't yet have resources. You know, there's, there's talk in, in Washington about, you know, trying to come up with a way to regulate it, to put uh, safeguards up. What, what concerns do you have, if any, about I the think, future? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that all things deserve careful thought around how to use them appropriately. It's all so new that I wouldn't necessarily want to weigh in on how it should be used. But I do agree that there has to be a body of people who think about how do we use it safely. Wonderful. So where are the best places for people to go to learn more about all that you are doing and your companies are doing? Well, you can find out more about me and follow the upcoming spaceflight at www.aishabo.com. 
And to learn more about Lingo and the work we've been doing around the country and around the world in STEM education, I would invite you to check out www.stemlingo.com. And before we let you go, just one more thing about the, the Blue Origin uh, plans. Tell us what your, your motivation for wanting to do this is. I guess your mom or somebody might say, why do you want to do that? Oh, she does <laughs> ask me that. She does. <laughs> And, and her plan is, I think she's going to be pacing around in circles repeatedly until I come back to earth, literally, because she doesn't even like it when I fly in small planes. So I don't tell her about that, Fred. But my motivation in doing this is to show people that it's not where you start, it's how you finish. And I love that in today's world, someone who never thought that they could be part of a space journey can not only participate but I can potentially help inspire the next generation. There was once a time that the only way to get to the stars was to go through a government program. But now we have private spaceflight. Now we have citizen astronauts. We have people that are able to not only contribute, but to advance the understanding of what it's like to be in space. And that's why with this journey, I'm really looking at what types of science experiments will I be able to do? What types of programs can I support? What types of people can I get involved in order to say that the future of space looks a lot more inclusive than the past? Just beautiful. Aisha Bo, AishaBow.com. Thank you for taking time with us and looking forward to great things. Thank you, Fred.